Today, I want to just dive right in, free from the afflicted state of mind, all right? Free from the afflicted state of mind, the Jesus encounter. Everyone say, the Jesus encounter. Jesus encounter. All right, I really want to talk about the afflicted mind, state of mind. Let's go and look at afflicted, the meaning of afflicted. Uh, when we look at the word afflicted, it is either an illness, it causes pain, or there's a suffering, it's effect or trouble in it. And it's, it's, it's more, it's deeper than just a, a pain. It's deeper than just a, a, a soreness or something that you can just hobble through or get through. Um, afflicted is more so like this is literally stopping me from progressing. You know, when something is afflicting, it's like literally stopping me from moving forward. I can't seem to get beyond. I, 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 just, I just can't um, function because of the affliction that is within me or what that's on me at this time. And without realizing it, it, would, could, it could look like um, church is afflicted, all right? And we looked at it like, man, it's, it's church, it just looks bad right now. I mean, there's not that many people coming anymore. There are, uh, um, there are people that are, that are not uh, interested in, in knowing who Christ is, and there's no desire to come to church. There's no desire to prayer, all right? Prayer may look, life may look afflicted to some people in their circumstances. It looks like they can't get beyond the mindset of what they're facing or what they're going through. Ministry sometimes can look afflicted, where it looks like, man, are we ever going to get over this hump? Are we ever going to get through this? Um, our family situation sometimes can look afflicted. Like, can we, can we get past this? And can, uh, can my brother get saved? Can my loved one get saved? And we look at family situations. We look at the suffering of our community. And we say, can the community change? And we look at it as, man, this is just affliction. It's afflicted. And how can we get out of the state of mind of looking at things and as they are afflicted. And when we look at it as afflicted, we look at it as in a way that it can't move nowhere, it can't go nowhere. And sometimes we can be in that state of mind. In the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in the Gospels, they talked about Jesus. And you will notice that people were labeled by their afflictions, all right? And not by their names. There wasn't labeled by their names, but they were labeled by their afflictions. Everyone say afflictions. John 9 and, and, and 1 through 12, it talks about the blind man. They give him a name. In John chapter 5, it talked about the lame man. It didn't give him a name. In Luke chapter 8, verse 43, it talked about the woman with the issue of blood. They didn't give her a name. Luke chapter 17, verse 11, the ten men with leprosy. There was no name. The man with the withered hand, no name. Amen? There was no name, but they were identified by their affliction. And, and when you look at it, and, and I'm like, dude, it, for overall, it came out in victory. And if I was in a book that, that's been read by the whole world, I'm like, put my name in it, Jesus. Can I, can I get my name in it? Man, I want them to know that Jared was saved from leprosy. Huh? You know you want your name in that book. Like, dude, that's me. What? I want my name in there. But they didn't get their name in the book. And it was not because the names didn't mean anything. But this is how the world saw them. Right? This is how the world saw them. And this is how they saw themselves. 
And if you ever look at the Bible when, we're, uh, when Jesus came and he's dealing with these afflictions, oh, I'm going too far. This is how they saw themselves. This is how the world saw them and how, uh, and how they perceived to look in the world. For example, all right, there are times people recognize other people by some outward appearance. Yeah? You, like Eric, you like, hey, uh, um, you know Eric? You know Big Head Eric, yeah, with the big head. Or you know Billy, you know Billy? Billy, with the big lips. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, Billy, with the big lips. Or you, uh, do you remember Sheila? Sheila, you know Sheila with the crooked teeth. I remember her. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 she got the crooked teeth. I hope nobody's name is Eric, Billy, or Sheila. That is, I'm not trying to talk about you. Amen. But we say to ourselves, uh, uh, we say these things to recognize and with the, with the outward appearance of who people are, don't we? Yeah. We, uh, people talk about themselves as if I'm dumb or I'm stupid or um, I, 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 uh, I'm stretched. Uh, no one likes me. And we say these things to ourselves and we cause ourselves to be afflicted and, 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 we, and we put things in ourselves and this is the way we look at ourselves. And we look in the mirror and we say these things to ourselves. Now these men and women in the Bible were recognized as people with afflictions or you might say with issues, okay? It's the simple human nature that keeps us stuck on people's afflicted paths. We look at this and, and, and all we see is the affliction. When we look at church, sometimes all we see is the affliction. When we look at life or we look at the community or we look at the building, all we see is like, dude, it's messed up. How are we going to make it? How are we going to overcome? And then we just get stuck on the affliction. Are y'all with me so far? Not saying that you have to trust everyone when, you, when, when someone is uh, uh, afflicted in their past and maybe there was a thief. And I'm not telling you that you need to have a, a, a thief in your home because, you know, you're like saying, like, I don't want to really look at your past like that so you can just stay at home while I'm gone. I'm not saying that. All right. God is not making us dumb. But God is saying that you have to look at them and saying God can deliver them from that. Amen. You have to look at them in a way that God can help you. God can deliver you. So don't let nobody manipulate you to tell you because you're saved, you got to give me money. You forgave me, didn't you? Give me some money. You forgave me. Let me sleep in your house while you're... No, God didn't make us idiots. I forgive you and believe that God can change you and I will help you through it. But my forgiveness doesn't mean I'll allow you to do everything. God says put your trust in no flesh. Amen. So listen, so, uh, uh, but, but sometimes we have a tendency to look at people's afflictions and we look at them in a way that you can't change. Or we look at them in a way as I, I don't even want to have nothing to do with you. Um, even, even though you said that you're trying and you're trying to be better, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to deal with you. And so we look at people's afflictions and feel like um, that God cannot do anything with their life. But Jesus is showing us is that um, uh, that that if you 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 have to believe that they can change, all right. You have to believe in the change that there is something that that they can change in your life. So you have to spend time with them, work with them. Amen. 
Don't bring up their past all the time. Don't, don't sit there and dwell on their past all the time. When Jesus, when, uh, when Jesus looks at these afflictions in the Bible, he's relating it to the sin in people's lives. See, we look at the outward thing, but when Jesus came down, all these afflictions had a lot to do with what was going on internal and the deepness of, of what people was facing. See, Jesus could not, um, Jesus could not come down and, and he could, uh, uh, um, there was nothing that he could do directly in the inside of people yet because he didn't die yet. But he could show that these outward afflictions have something to do with the sinful nature. Jesus did not create us to be blind. Jesus not, did not create us to be lame and couldn't walk. Jesus did not create us to be in depression and to be stressed out and to be worried and to be fearful. He did not create us to have pain and, and to be in suffering. He created us to overcome and win. Amen. He created us to have dominion over our life. And so when the sinful nature, when sin came into the world, now we have to deal with this. Are y'all with me so far? And so he, he's showing that the outward affliction has a lot to do with the sinful nature. And when the people, and even in the instance of a story, when uh, the, the, the men that came and brought the paralegic, when he was uh, paralyzed and could not move, and remember when they opened up the roof? Y'all remember that? And, and they lowered him down because Jesus was in a place that was so crowded they couldn't get him in the house. Can you imagine somebody tearing up your roof to get to Jesus? Tearing up your roof to get to uh, a pastor in your home, you were like, man, no, that's not gonna happen, amen? And so, and I believe it was Peter's house, and you know how Peter, Peter is an ear-chopping person, all right, and you know about the Bible about Peter. And he was coming through, they were coming through the roof of the house, and it was tearing it open to get Jesus down, and God says, y'all faith has healed this man because of y'all faith, and sometimes saints, when we look at people's afflictions and we look at what they're going through, we have to have the faith that God can deliver them. Yes. That God can set them free. They looked at this man and said, listen, if we can get you in the presence of Jesus, I know that he can make you walk again. And God just give us a glimpse of that these afflictions have a lot to do with sinful nature. When he told this man, he says, your sins are forgiven. He didn't say, man, he didn't, the first thing he didn't say, man, get up and walk. The first thing he told the man, he says, your sins are forgiven. And Jesus has given us a glimpse that I came to show that I can save you from your sins. This eternal damnation that is going on in your life. Huh? And, 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 and so he, and, and the haters in the room, in this house that they were in, they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You cannot forgive sins. Only God can. And Jesus, without them even saying anything, he knew their thoughts. And he said, please stop hating. I am God. I am the forgiver of sins. This is the reason why I came. And he said, do you rather for me to say, man, take your mat and walk? And that's what he did. But it's these afflictions that only people see. This is all they see is the afflictions but Jesus sees beyond the afflicted. He sees deeper than that. And sometimes we can get stuck in the afflictions. But we have the faith and believe that God can overcome it all. Even in our own past and internal battles that has kept us in an afflicted state. We have afflicted ourselves with our past and present failures. 
that won't work. I can't do that. I'm sick. My body's too old. Mother Jennings, y'all remember Mother Jennings? Mother Jennings was going through dialysis, man, and she would go down and clean that kitchen like she was 30. She would, I was like, Mother Jennings, have a seat. Nah, baby, I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. I, oh my gosh, she would go down there and just work, work, work. I didn't even know. Are you on dialysis? Are you? She worked, she just kept moving because she had the faith that I am not going to be recognized and identified by my affliction. Oh, man. My father, even while he was dealing with cancer, he could have just laid up in the bed and just like, y'all figure out how to get these bitches out. I'm just, I can't do it. Even while the cancer was thriving through his body, he sat here, down here, and listen, son, let me show you how to do this. While he was sick, while he was, he was going to allow the affliction to identify himself as I can't do nothing no more. He sat here, he said, son, give me that uh, screwdriver. Son, give me that screw. Son, give me that. Let me show you how to do this and he taught us through this and we were able to take the bitches out and because he showed us he wasn't identified by the affliction my mother was losing her mind she was losing her memory but she wasn't identified by her affliction because every time we looked at the word of, of the Bible and read the word of God, she would remember the scriptures. She would remember to pray. She would even remember on her deathbed, she was remembering songs of glory, singing, oh, Jesus. My wife was at her bedside and she was singing the songs of glory, singing praises when they thought her mind, she should not be remembering anything right now, but she remembered God. She wasn't going to allow the affliction to be her identity. Some of us have been walking and we look at ministry and we look at church and we look at as an afflicted, but let us not be identified by the affliction. Let us think beyond it and think freedom. We must free our state of mind beyond the affliction. Oh, y'all better, are y'all with me, man? What issue is keeping us from thriving, from keeping us moving and pushing with all of our being from God? Now, what did the blind man in John 9 and 1 and 12, the lame man in John chapter 5, the woman with the issue blood in Luke 8, 43, and the 10 men with the leprosy in Luke 17, 11, what did they have all in, com in, in common? They had an encounter with who? Oh, my goodness. They had an encounter with Jesus. All this time, it was the issues of life that they were dealing with. All this time, they were identified by the afflictions, ruling their life. Then here comes Jesus stepping on the scene. I wish I had some thunder or some lightning, but boom! Huh? All this time, they were dealing with these afflictions. All this time, they were stressed out. They were depressed. Can't seem to overcome. Can't seem to be free. Can't look at no hope. How can I walk again? How can I see again? Then all of a sudden, here comes Jesus on the scene. Oh my God. What they had in common is that they had an encounter with Jesus Christ. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when they came in encounter with Jesus Christ, because of their encounter with Jesus, they now can go beyond and be free from the afflicted state of mind. Tell somebody, look at Jesus. Their name still does not matter. Their name still didn't matter. But the name that matters.
matter was Jesus. Because when they went around and they asked, who healed you, who healed you, who healed you? It was like, ah, oh, that man named Jesus. And when people, and when we realize that I don't want to be identified by the affliction, I want to be set free from this affliction that's keeping me from moving forward, that's keeping me from moving beyond, that's keeping me from walking and, and talking and breathing and living and doing the will of God. When I look at this and say, God, do something in my life, and when I'm free from this affliction, people can know that it was Jesus who did the work in your life. But sometimes we stay stuck in this affliction. We stay stuck in the mindset. Mm, Jesus, I will not stay in this afflicted state. It has been replaced with the power of Jesus Christ, who has the power to send us to infinity and beyond. Any Toy Story 4 friends, anyone? Beyond the affliction. He has the power and the ability to send us beyond the affliction. You will notice that Jesus dealt with people's affliction and many miracles were performed because Jesus wanted to show people that when you get truly connected with me, you are set free what has, from what has been keeping you in bondage. You are set free from the state of mind of believing that you can't move and can't go anywhere any further. John chapter 8 verse 36, it says, so if the Son sets you free, what? You will be free in? You will be free indeed. You didn't see Jesus running around making money trees. Huh? He didn't, you didn't see Jesus making it rain nowhere. Decking out their cave dwellings like MTV cribs. Chasing the mail. He wasn't, he, was, he had nothing to do with the materialistic. If you, <laughs> he had nothing to do with, he wasn't focused on the material stuff that people were dealing with. He focused on the affliction. He, they made it known that there is the affliction that people were dealing with that Jesus wanted to cure and see people overcome. The rest of the stuff that we have, the rest of the stuff that God is doing, God can do anything. When you ask him, yes, he can. But when you're living right, all of these things, that all this extra stuff is favor. When you get beyond your affliction and believe that God can help you through your affliction and set you free from your affliction and you begin to walk in righteousness, all of the favor, all of the grace is the added and the extra stuff that God is doing in your life. You know that good parking spot right in the front when you pull in there and make you say, thank you, Jesus. Man, that's some favor right there. Huh? How, 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 how about uh, uh, um, the time when, uh, 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 when, you, when you was walking down the street and, and all of a sudden you see $5 on the ground? God, I wasn't expecting that. Thank you, Lord. Huh? And it's this extra favor that God does. It's this extra favor that, that is added on and, and that is giving us the strength and is showing us that God is with us. In Psalms chapter 5 verse 12, it says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. When you continue to walk after Christ and believe that he is the one that sets you free and believe in the mindset that God can Reveal and help me and help me to overcome my affliction, favor will surround you. What about the situation that seems so afflicted that it looks dead? Sometimes we can put Jesus in a box and say, I know he can do this and he can heal me from that. 
But this right here is dead. Too far gone. Sometimes without realizing it, we have looked at church that way. And we barely, we make it when we want to. We look at prayer. Eh, it's okay. We look at ministry. Ah, whatever. Loved ones. Ah, God, I hope you can do something with their life. Relationships, sometimes we, we look at it. We need healing from them. Praying that God heals us from the relationship of it. We feel like it is so dead that I'm just going to be dealing with the stress all the time in my life. We look at our community sometimes and we move in a way that says it's too afflicted, that it's dead, that it cannot change. We cannot keep looking at life in the afflicted mindset. We have to change our view. Have you looked at something and said it's just too far gone? Have you looked at some, uh, don't raise your hand, please don't. But you might have looked at somebody and said, look, they ain't gonna make it. They too far gone. They, they, they just, they just strung out. They ain't uh, got, well, whatever. They ain't gonna make it. They ain't gonna overcome. They ain't gonna do it. And we looked at situations in our, in our church and our ministry or, or, or the building and we just said, it's been too many, it's been too long. It's been too many years. Like, God is not doing nothing with that. And sometimes we can look at these things in an afflicted state and not move forward any longer. But let me tell you a story in the JLC version, Jerry Lee version, if y'all catch that. You can't find that in the, in the bookstore. But the death of Lazarus has been heard many times, but I want to put us in the seat of the spectators who put Jesus in a box because we believe that some afflictions are too great for God to handle. Yeah, God, you gave me a good job. I'm, I'm doing well. Things are good here. But some of these things in my life, I just feel like you can't deal with. And we just, we just sit in it and we just find ourselves stuck. Now, Martha sent a message to God because what happened was Lazarus, uh, the brother of Martha and Mary of, uh, of Bethany. Now, Mary is the one, this Mary was the one that washed Jesus' uh, feet with her hair, all right? Can y'all imagine that? I don't know. I don't know. Any sisters have washed any brother's feet with their hair up in here. That's some deep stuff. That Jesus, you are a man, and I'm going to wash your feet with my hair. <laughs> oh, husband, stop looking at your wife, honey. <laughs> so, Jesus, uh, so Martha and Mary were sisters. Mary washed Jesus' feet with her hair. And they had a brother named Lazarus that Jesus loved. They were best buddies, all right? They were, they were close, okay? And, and so Martha, that one day Lazarus was sitting down and, and, I, and, and, and all of a sudden he got sick. And he started coughing. And this cough wasn't, you know, just, you know, it started off probably as a common cold. And all of a sudden this cough turned to his deathbed. Literally he was sick to the point of death. And he was sick to the point where he was bedbound and could not get up. And Martha and Mary was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And Lazarus is about to die. And so Martha, she said, hold up, let's get a hold of Jesus. So he, they sent Jesus a Facebook messenger and said, Jesus... Your best buddy is sick. He needs help. And Jesus replied, don't worry. Lazarus will not die. All right. 
So by this time, they know that Jesus is a healer. They seen Jesus heal the blind. They seen Jesus heal the lame. They seen Jesus, amen? They seen Jesus heal people with these afflictions. So Jesus messaged her back. Lazarus will not, this is my cell phone, die, all right? Sin. Martha got the message, Mary, don't worry. Jesus is coming. Lazarus is sick right now. Jesus is coming. It's going to be all right. He healed the blind. He healed the lame. Look, he got Lazarus. That's his best bud. All right, so Jesus stays, and if you want to read this, this is in John chapter 11, but you will not hear this version in the Bible. Jesus stays two days. Listen, Jesus waited two days where he was at. Jesus waited two days. Jesus got this message and waited two days before he began to go to see about Lazarus. So Jesus stayed and handled his business where he was at for two days. Uh, and, and, and in the process, in the meantime, Lazarus dies. But then he just sent a message and said, don't worry, Lazarus will not die. Oh my gosh. And so now they're at the state of mind and the disciples are like, man, Jesus, did you know that he was going to die? The disciples begin to complain and just Jesus was like, listen, I'm glad I wasn't there because I need to show y'all something. Because there's something that you need to see because you are binding me in a box. You are keeping me from all I can do certain afflictions. That all I can do certain things. Oh my God. Listen, mm, 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 mm. After, uh, after being in there for two days, it takes Jesus four days to get there. It must have been a slow lift driver or Uber driver. It took him four days. To get to the village where Lazarus was at. It took him four days to get there. And, 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 and so now Jesus finally shows up two miles from the city. Now the Jews are all there in the house, comforting Mary. Oh, Mary. Jesus didn't make it, did he? You wash his, you wash his feet with your hair and everything. He didn't even show up. The haters. Okay. <laughs> comforting Mary. Lazarus is dead. Your brother gone. And Jesus shows up. And now Martha was in the house and get word and get message. Hey, Jesus is in the village. Sin. Mary looked at Mary. Mary, Jesus is here. Guess what? Mary didn't even go. Martha left the house, all right, and went to Jesus and said, Jesus, this is how the conversation goes sometimes in our internal mindset and sometimes we say Jesus is too late this was the conversation Jesus is too late you waited too long God the, the affliction is too bad it, it, I'm looking at the situation it's too far gone and then, then he says where Mary at why Mary didn't come see me Mary at the house just just all messed up not coming down her nose crying Jesus says where Mary at Mary comes and says, Jesus, you're too late. Jesus comes, and then he begins to be troubled by what they're saying. He begins to get troubled. He begins to cry. And he's crying to the fact, not the fact that Lazarus, his best friend, died, but he's crying to the fact is that, God, they have put me in a box. They're looking at the state of mind of the affliction and they're saying the affliction is too great. 
is too strong for me to handle. They have put me in a box to say that I can't overcome this. And he begins to be troubled. If you read the scripture, he says, I'm troubled. He was troubled in his spirit. Jesus, by that time, is at the tomb and he's crying because where, 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 where and his, his, his disciples were even trying to defend Jesus. And they, was looking, they said, look, Jesus is crying. He's, he feels bad that he didn't make it. They still didn't get it. They were still trying to defend Jesus and said, look, he's crying. Don't, don't be too mad at him. He's sad that he didn't make it on time. As Jesus begins to stop crying and, and begins to look at the stone, he said, please roll that stone out of the way. They rolled the stone out of the way, and they were like, wait a minute, Jesus, look, he's been dead for four days. What are you talking about? And sometimes we look at things, and we're like, Jesus, hey, ain't no way. What are you talking about? Why are you having me go back to this? Or why are you having me um, 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 go there to the house? Or why are you having me call this person again? It's been too long. They have said they don't want it. They have said they don't, they, 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 they have gone too far. Why are you having me pick up the phone and call? Why are you having me go by their house? Why are you having me pray for this individual? Have you ever had something that God just put somebody on your heart to pray for? Have, have you ever had the instance where some guy, God was pulling on your heart to say something to somebody? Have you ever had that pull in your heart to drive by somebody's house or give them a call? This is God saying, listen, remove the stone. I have not forgotten about you. Stop thinking that the situation is so bad that I can't deliver it. So he began to look at the situation and, and then he says, I, I, and in verse 42 he says, I knew that you always, you always hear me, God. He began to pray to God and he says, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. The greater the affliction, I want you to understand, the greater the affliction, the greater the victory. If you keep me in it, I'm going to show you something. The greater the affliction, the greater the victory. Stop counting on me. Stop counting me out that I can't deliver any situation. Stop looking at the situation and say I cannot step in and deliver my friend, your brother, or your sister, or your loved one. Stop believing that I cannot transform and make that building. Stop believing that I will not increase the people's life and desire to pray. Stop believing. Keep believing that I can change this community. If you keep me in it, I will make the difference. It don't matter how long it takes. It don't matter if I need to stay over here for a couple of days. Just get out when I get there and show up. And when I speak, change will come. And guess who has the ability to speak? Guess who has the ability and power now to speak as if Christ was standing right in the midst? Who lives inside of you today? Who is dwelling inside of you today? All the scriptures say God is dwelling in the house of you. God is sitting down. And so when you speak and when you believe, things will transform and change. When God says a Lazarus come forth, he heard the voice of Jesus Christ and change had to happen. He looked at the affliction and said there is no affliction too hard for me to handle. Get out of the state of mind that I can't do it. Keep stop putting me in the box. Keep counting on me. Keep believing in me. Change will come. Oh God. God free us from the state of mind. You can do more than just give me a job. You can do more than just heal me from, from here and there and diseases and cancer. You can do more than that, Jesus. God, you can do more than just allowing me to have a baby when they said I couldn't have a child. You can do more than just save my marriage. Lord God, I'm going to 
you can transform it. I want to look at a building that's been sitting for 15 years and believe that you can make something happen. I want to believe that prayer will increase. I believe that, oh God. Jesus, free us from the afflicted state of mind. Mm. And begin to keep speaking. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. And believing. Keep speaking to the stress. Keep speaking to the depression. Keep speaking to the illness. Keep speaking to your loved ones. Mm, keep speaking to your co-workers. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let us stand.